the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. You made it. It's 6.05, live and local here in New York City. You made it through the week, and you're going into the weekend. Now, gentlemen, don't forget, Monday is a big day, so don't wait till the last second. Get your Valentine's Day card, or as we say in Brooklyn, Valentine's Day card. Uh, get your roses, get your chocolate. Um, and, you know, in that card, don't just rely on Hallmark. Write something meaningful, whether it's to your significant other or your mom or your daughter, et cetera, et cetera, or your son or whomever you choose to make your Valentine's. You know, when I was uh, in poly prep in high school, they used to have a carnation sale, and they would probably never allow that today because you could either send, I think it was a red was love you, pink was like you, I think white was friendship, and yellow was something else, and like they, that would somehow or another be ruled like, oh, that's politically incorrect because you could hurt someone's feelings because some people may get two red carnations and someone won't get any red carnations. So let's just end the whole carnation thing for all society because that way we'll make sure nobody's feelings get hurt. But since uh, before we go on the topic of polyprep, actually, um, you know, it's it's definitely unsettling when you hear the state, the federal officials at the highest levels telling all Americans to get out of Ukraine, uh, you know, as soon as possible, definitely within the next 24 hours. And if you're not out, we can't guarantee you that we're going to help you get out. And it's a little deja vu-ish because we just heard this in Afghanistan. And in fact, we did see that we weren't able to get everyone out of Afghanistan. Hopefully the Ukraine situation, um, and I say the Ukraine situation, the the is, is associated with the situation. The is not associated with Ukraine because it's not the Ukraine. Like it's not the Italy or the England. It's just England, Ukraine, Italy. Got it? Good. Um, so that you know, that's just unnerving, right? I mean, we don't we're not used to hearing that, and that's not the world we want to live in. And it's a complicated situation. I don't want to hear that it's anything easy. Uh, you know, what I heard earlier on John Katzmatidi's show was that they're thinking that Russia may just go into Ukraine and swap out the government and put a government that's much more friendly uh, to Russia and Russian causes and then um, leave and have a friend in government. We shall see what happens. Um, Polyprep. Polyprep was the first school. It was all over the newspaper, uh, I think it was last night and then all day today, that it was the first school that says, starting on Monday, uh, happy Valentine's Day, and masks are now optional. And... 
I, I do have some good friends who actually my classmates from Poly Prep who are now um, they have students in the school and they did. They, I told them I was going to be speaking about this on the show and they went out of their way to tell me that overall Poly Prep handled the over the the overarching coronavirus and COVID nineteen issues very well. Um, so, but they were going to be the first one, the first kids on the block to say, "Hey, guess what? You guys, if you want to wear a mask, you can. But if you don't want to, it, that's fine." And I just saw a little graphic uh, in Las Vegas. They they told the kids, younger kids, like kindergarten, first grade kids. Uh, starting Monday, you don't have to wear the masks. And these kids, they erupted like it was Christmas morning, and they found all the presents under the tree. They were so happy, understandably so. Um, the uh, Poly Prep then issues a letter late this afternoon, basically saying that the state uh, and city officials called them and said, "Sorry, Polly, you may want to get make the kids uh, masking optional, but at least as of right now, the law is in effect till February twenty first." that you have to wear masks uh, in all schools. And if you don't do that, you'll be in violation of the law. So Polly reversed course. Um, I don't think they I don't think they were trying to do anything. Uh, I know they weren't trying to do anything illegal. I think they were trying to do something to help these kids get back to a, a sense of normalcy. And I'm, you have to applaud a school that is not exactly known as being a very conservative school anymore. But having the intestinal fortitude, let's put it that way, to say, okay, we're going to be the first to let kids go to school without masks. I'm, I'm here with Luca Idala. Luca, you wear a, um, a mask to school every day, correct? Yes, I do. And do your teachers wear masks? Yes. And does it interrupt the way you um, learn from the teachers, the fact that they have a mask on their face? Yes, it does. And you, if you had a preference, Luca, Luca, what grade are you in? 10th grade. And if you had a preference to go to school with masks or without masks, what would your preference be? Without. And do you think you would learn better if your teacher was not wearing a mask? Yes. Are you very much looking forward to the day when you don't have to wear a mask in school anymore? I am. And despite all that, Luca Idala has got a 95 grade point average. But these kids sitting around school, uh, especially, you know, it's Friday today. I'm like, Luca, did you hang out with your friends? Well, not really, Dad. You know, we're all sitting six feet apart in these desks and we're all wearing masks. And, you know, it, they, I, I've been railing about consistency and the lack thereof in these policies. So here's Polly. You, can wear, you can't wear masks. You don't have to wear masks. Now you do have to wear masks. Now I was, so th- there's a little back and forth. Now you have everyone having this feeling about the, the degree of vaccinations in the city of New York, but obviously it's not good enough because just now around five o'clock, Eric Adams announced the, they have a whole bunch of hundred dollar prepaid gift cards, visa cards, whatever it is, for you to go and get your booster. So if you want to go to San Bellino, if you need 100 bucks, go get your booster. I already got it. You got the, well, you missed out on the 100 bucks. Uh, it's from got, now. All these incentives came out, of course, after I get it. From now until February 28th, you could go and get your booster. Um, let's talk about a little, a little more inconsistency. I was quite upset the other night. I think it was Wednesday when I said, you know, they, they're going to approve, the FDA is going to approve a vaccine um, for six-month-olds to four-year-olds that with the least amount of testing in the history of the FDA. And um, I remember asking Matt and Nick, you know, what are your thoughts? And most people said, I, I wouldn't give it to my kid. I said, this is ridiculous. This vaccine is coming out so so quickly. Well, guess what happened today? What happened today? In a striking reversal, they will wait for more data before they authorize 
uh, these shots for six months. I feel like that's a good thing to do before any vaccine is released. Yeah, well, (laughs) I'm with you. But, you know, again, we're going back to the inconsistency of all of this. And I'm not saying that it's uh, um, intentional or there's any malice behind it. But it is it is at the very least confusing. Uh, And ready? Here's other breaking news. Now you get the and this is really just came out a couple of hours ago. The booster shots. They don't break down anything specific in terms of age or or uh, if you have any pre-existing conditions. But now they're saying the booster shots only protect you for four months. What does that mean? Uh, they don't say. Does that mean every four months we're all going to go get a shot in the arm or we're going to get a booster shot? I mean, we're kind of under the impression, okay, you get the first shot. And then a short time later, you get the second shot. And then six months after that, you get the booster shot. And we should all be good. But um, now it doesn't seem that way. I actually, last night I was out and I went after the show, which was an amazing show with Anthony Weiner. The feedback that we got was off the charts. I mean, off the charts. And people who started off that more, that day when they saw Anthony was going to be on and were giving me a hard time and why would you do that, et cetera, et cetera, and saying not nice things, those same people came back and said, that was such compelling radio. I couldn't turn it off. And you know what? He does seem like a changed guy. and He does seem a much more uh, humble. And he's lost the hubris was one of the things that I heard. So um, anyway, after I, after I left here, I went to a restaurant. And Matt, there's a woman there trying to get into the restaurant. She's 92 years old. But she's in pretty good shape. She's got a walker. And she tells them she left her vaccine card at home. And she said, I've been I've gotten four shots. I got the original two. Then I got the booster. And then my doctor just gave me another booster and they wouldn't let her in. You know, yeah, I, I'm sure I, she probably doesn't have a smartphone with the app. She definitely doesn't also, have the, the yeah. smartphone. She just has a little, you know, and I, I said to the guy, I'm like, come on, bro. She's 92. She's all right. He goes, look, if they come in here right now and they check everyone's card, it, I think he said, and I don't know if this is accurate, but this is I know it's accurate as to what he told me. It's three thousand dollars right. <clears throat> per person who's in there without the vaccine card. So the 92 year old lady, even though she was really protesting, I give her credit with four shots, uh, was not allowed into the uh, the restaurant that we were going to. You know, it's it's going to end soon. The inconsistency between who's wearing a mask where and you're in the restaurant and if you go to the bathroom, you're supposed to wear a mask. But while you're eating, sitting a foot away from an absolute, well, maybe three feet away from an absolute stranger, you don't have to wear a mask. This really has messed things up <clears throat> um, on so many different levels. And, you know, I, like we're going to talk later on about Broadway shows. I don't. And now they I told you they're upgrading the mask, uh, the type of mask that you have to wear. It, it's whew, boy, am I over this? <clears throat> I'm just hopeful that as spring comes upon us and more people are outside. And yes, everyone should get boosted. Everyone should be fully vaccinated from the covid-19 um if if that makes sense for your profile so to speak i know there are some exceptions to that rule but we got to do everything we can to put this behind us cuz we have a great city a vibrant city <clears throat> that we need to populate and use the restaurants and use the libraries and use the museums we need to make you new york the new york that we all know and we all love Speaking of love, 
right? So Valentine's Day is this beautiful hallmark holiday based on San, San Valentino and love, love, love. Well, don't you want to take care of your loved ones? Of course you do. I know you do. And the only way to do that is to plan for the future and to make sure you're protected. You know, what are we talking about with the vaccine? Well, the vaccine is to make sure your body is protected, your health is protected. Why do you, many reasons why you want your health to be protected. One of them is so that you can take care of your loved ones. And you don't want to just take care of your loved ones while you're here and you're healthy. You want to make sure you take care of your loved ones if you're incapacitated or in any way. Or if you leave us suddenly, the time to plan is now for a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, and to look at your overall estate and your estate plan. The goal of Connors and Sullivan attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. Visit them for no obligation, free consultation with a lawyer. And remember, this is always the key word. The biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. So call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. The biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 Speaking of crazed dogs, uh, a gentleman who uh, I met over a decade ago now, that's, that's unbelievable, who I followed when I was a kid in the 80s and 90s and some, some crazy football player who I now consider a true friend, ladies and gentlemen, they, you know, I didn't know this whole goat thing. When I was a kid, a goat was the guy who blew the game. But now the goat is the greatest of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Lawrence Taylor. Hello, Lawrence. Hey, Arthur. How are you? How are you doing today, Lawrence? I'm good. And listen, let me ask you a question. You know, that, 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 that commercial you just was reading about, about, um, hey, are they paying you to do that? Because <laughs> you need to give them money back, man. You suck. <laughs> Oh, come on, Taylor. I think it was just the other way around. Hey, man, you need to get your, they need to get their money back, Thank you man. very much, Lawrence. I appreciate your love and support, the way I always got your back. All right, so everyone thinks I'm going to talk to you about football, but I'm not. Lawrence, what do you think about, what do you think the job President Biden is doing overall? He's been in a solid year now. Well, you know what? Hey, I don't mind because I don't hear from him. He just don't say nothing. He doesn't do anything. I mean, uh, he does, he's not. I don't think he's uh, great for the country, and I, and I don't think he's bad for the country. Now, how do you, how do you think history is going to judge the presidency of Donald Trump? God, mighty man, yeah. Uh, shoot, I I don't know. I I really don't know. You know, hey, hey, I like Donald Trump as a person. I mean, as a person, hey, I, I don't get into politics. 
I don't get into the politics. I know, but Taylor, I know you watch CNN and MSNBC, and you, I know you are junkie watching all of those shows. That's why I'm asking you these questions. Yeah, but you know what? Hey, hey, hey. I'm going to do a divorce right now, so I don't get... Uh, I, I don't get the TV. All right, Taylor. Let's talk about football for a second. Maybe, maybe something you know a little bit about. Um, no. 1986. You're in the, the Super Bowl, and yeah. uh, you guys are playing against the Denver Broncos. I believe Mr. Elway was the quarterback. And yeah. at halftime, you guys are losing 10-9. Tell everyone who's listening what happened in the locker room at halftime. Well, I love that guy. That's so long ago. But I know one thing that um, hey, Bill Parcells did not, you know, and uh, he did, you know, you would thought, said, oh, man, we're going to get our butts uh, chewed out when we uh, get into this locker room because we played no football whatsoever. But he didn't. He didn't yell at us. He said, guys, all right, do y'all want to do it uh, the wrong way or the right way? And and I tell you, um, we got in that in that locker room, and we really believed that we could win that game, and that's why we came back and with a vengeance and kicked some butt. Thirty nine to twenty, and I uh, that, that team was was a spectacular team, man. I mean, one of the best teams I've ever been on, you what, know, uh, for a football team. So tell me what happened in nineteen ninety. The Bills are gonna kick are gonna kick a field, uh, a field goal to either win the game or, or not win the game. And I remember asking you, Lawrence, when Norwood was about to kick the field goal, how was it for you, you know, being on the sidelines, you know, not being and on special teams? I team? wasn't on the sidelines. <laughs> I was on the field. I, that man can't hit that. We ain't going to kick that ball in that situation. Come on now. Nobody makes that type but of But let me ask you, how come you're on the field? You're not on the special teams. How do you get yourself yes, inserted? I am. On- well, you, you better check your uh, itinerary. I'm on a, I don't come off the field unless it's offense. <laughs> Is that it? Is it you, you are on the field for everything? By the yeah, way, Lawrence. I, I, like, I like being on the field. I can't get in trouble if I'm on the field. So it was only when you were off the field you got in trouble, Lawrence? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Lawrence, yeah. Who, who, was, who was the halftime show at uh, – at the 1990 um, uh, Super Bowl, uh, not the halftime time, not the halftime show. Who who sang the national anthem? That's what I meant to say. Oh, that was that was uh, Whitney Houston. I mean, one of the greatest national anthems ever sung in the history of uh, singing that national anthem. Did you did you know I mean, Whitney, of, did you know Whitney Houston at all? Of course, I, 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 I knew her before she died. Of course. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of my fun with um, uh, as a friend uh, with um, Whitney Houston. The so I, I bring that up because it's it's ten years ago today, Lawrence, that she died. Wow, ten years ago. it seems like it's it's been longer than that. You know, today. Well, today is the anniversary. Talk to me real quick about what it was like having Bill Belichick, who's going to go down as the the greatest coach in terms of a record of all time. Unless something well, crazy happens, what was it like when he was your coach? When you, you he was the defensive coordinator. I you know I've said this a many times, and everybody's heard that. You know the respect I have for um, um, uh, Belichick, and and um, the respect I have for Parcells. Matter of fact, I just talked to uh, Parcells today, and he's doing fine. So um, I want everybody to know that. If they haven't seen him, he's on the golf course right now. <laughs> anyway, but um, Belichick, I mean, he 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 
He's a different type of dude. He's a he's a different type of uh, give, dude. Give me a word to describe him. I don't know. Give you a word to I mean, energetic. Uh, I mean, even though you sit there and you watch him on these these uh, press interviews, he don't say nothing. He got that stern face on the football field, man. I'm telling you, in practice, this guy, man, he, he can get it turned up. He can get it turned up. So, what was the difference between him and his coaching style and Bill Parcells and Bill's coaching style? Well, Bill. He didn't have to do much. He had me. Okay. <laughs> Basically. Now, I know that's not true. That was the hard part was reining you in. Oh, no, 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 no. My part sells, um, you know, he was a different type of coach. Uh, he's going to, um, you know, he's going to let his players play. You know he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna let us play, and if he has to uh, kick you in the butt, he will. But um, I, I like the I like the the friendship I have with Bill, the connection I had with Bill uh, Parcells, and you know they had a decent connection with uh, Belichick. But as Belichick got older, just like wine, he got better. All right, I got it. And so you, you you had him as a kid. So, you know, when you talk about Parcells, if he had to kick you in the butt, he would do it. Did he ever have to, you know, seriously discipline you? I mean, I don't. I could imagine you were not the, you know, the biggest rule follower of uh, the century. Did, did he, did Bill have to ever punish you? Well, he would have to ask permission from the owner. <laughs> okay, and did he have to ask permission <laughs> from the owner? And then, and then did he punish you? <laughs> well, you had to give my permission too, okay? Uh, but, but no, but uh, hey, Bill, I don't, I, I don't remember Bill ever. What do you mean punishing you? I mean, we grown men; you don't get punished no more. Yeah, well, yeah, you weren't uh, that grown of a man. You were in your early twenties. Well, hey, hey, I, I don't, I don't remember uh, uh, Bill having to having to go to that uh, point, you know. I, so really I, I know you don't like talking about this because you you do actually have a, a degree of humility. Um, but, Lawrence, honestly, since you retired, there's really been no one uh, who's been come close to your level of athleticism on the defensive side of the – and dominance is the better word. The closest would be who? Ray Lewis? No, I'm, no. I was, I'd say there's a lot of guys out there that – that can play the game. You got uh, Donald. Uh, you got uh, the 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 Watt brothers. You got uh, you got a lot of guys out there that can that bring it. You know. Um, but Lawrence, if you look at if you changed. if you uh, yes, the game has changed. I know because every time you tell me you see these situations where they don't hit the guy really hard and don't hit him in the head, and you would tell me, man, if I didn't take that guy out, Belichick would have benched me in a second. So yes, the game well, has changed. Sometimes that's what happens, but I mean, but the game has changed. I mean, and those who refuse to change won't be there long. And as you know, yeah, well, because you you, you hit someone the wrong way, you get thrown out. You got any prediction for this weekend Super Bowl? You know what? I tell you the truth. I'm not a big uh, football watcher anymore. You know, I can, uh, but um, I know enough and I've seen enough that I think that um, the Rams have a very good team. I think that defense of theirs will will be very detrimental to uh, 
the Bengals. Um, Is it true I that am, defense wins football games? Well, shoot, they just man, how many years you been watching the Giants? <laughs> yes, defense wins football games. But hey, I, I like the um, I do like uh, uh, the Rams, and I think uh, that defense once again will. Will, will be the difference. All right, and you will agree that basically the Author Idola Power Hour is the greatest radio show you've ever participated in your whole lifetime, correct, Lawrence? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is hand radio, or what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence, the one gripe I got with you is I don't get to see you enough, but maybe I'll come visit right, you in buddy. Florida. Thank you, Lawrence. You're yeah. the best of the best, man. I'll catch up with you Thank soon. You, Lawrence Taylor, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest of all time in the defensive position. I'm Lou Dobbs. Border blockades in Canada are shutting auto plants from Ontario to Alabama. Those stories next. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has doubled the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now, 877-64-BIBLE. That's 877-64-BIBLE. 877-64-BIBLE. Those border blockades in Canada are continuing to have an effect on automakers on both sides of the border. Interruption in shipments of parts for new cars and trucks shut down plants from Ontario all the way to Alabama. Toyota has joined General Motors, Ford, and other car makers closing down their operations at least through this weekend, but added the situation remains fluid. Speaking of cars, say goodbye to traditional views of depreciation. The prolonged crunch in dealership inventories has left some recently purchased models worth more than their original prices, and used car prices rose 40% in January. And on Wall Street, a big sell-off. Stocks closing lower. The Dow Jones Industrials plummeted 503 points. A federal judge has blocked President Biden's efforts to emphasize potential damage from greenhouse gases when making federal policy. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. News. Opinion. Passion. This is AM 970. The Answer. We have clear skies. We sit at 51 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, upwards of a few thousand New York City employees are being fired today for refusing to comply with the city's coronavirus vaccine mandate. Mayor Eric Adams, though, indicated he was pleased to see a high number of city workers coming forward at the very last minute with their proof of vaccination. 
He says the city will be looking to replace some of the fired workers. The mayor says he won't change the rule put in by the previous de Blasio administration because it is unfair to others who complied with the mandate. There's a new health and hospital center in Bushwick, Brooklyn, to treat coronavirus patients. Officials were on hand today to open up the city's third center in New York City that will treat patients with coronavirus and ones who are dealing with long-term coronavirus effects known as long COVID. All three COVID centers located in communities of color hit hard by the pandemic. And coronavirus at-home test kits are becoming more available here in New York City. Starting on Monday, New Yorkers will be able to get free test kits at 14 cultural sites and 27 library branches in all five boroughs. And you don't need an appointment and can just check the city's website for a list of locations and hours. Taking a look at the traffic, we're still pretty busy trying to cross over the Hudson River. If you're going back to New Jersey at the Holland Tunnel, we're still looking at about a 30-minute delay from Canal Street, slightly better from the other approaches. 20 to 30 minutes inbound from the 1 to 9 approach, 15 to 20 from the Turnpike, 20 to 30 out at the Lincoln Tunnel, 15 to 20 on the inbound side. Outbound upper level of the George Washington Bridge on the New York side under the apartments. Right lane is blocked. That is because of emergency construction, and that, of course, is backing up the Cross Bronx all the way to the Bruckner, the Deegan southbound out of Westchester County, and the Deegan northbound from the Triborough Bridge. West Side Highway jammed up north of 96th Street. Clear skies tonight, overnight low of 50, partly sunny tomorrow, high of 58 early in the day. Then the temperatures will crash later in the day. Some light snow arrives overnight into Sunday, and some light snow likely Sunday morning. And now you know what's going on. I'm Mike Barker, AM 970, The Answer. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, so here we are. It's Friday night, 6.33, almost 6.34. And yeah, you got to start me up. You got to start me up for your weekend. You're going to have to run errands. You may have to do some, some shoveling. Luca, what's the situation for Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday? What's the weather supposed to be like? Um, well, there's a chance that it could snow. Uh-oh. Uh, what are you doing for the Super Bowl, Luca? I am going to my friend Sam's house and going to hang out with him and two of my other friends. All right. It's Super Bowl Sunday weekend. It is Valentine's Day weekend. And you know what would be a good weekend to do? It will be a good weekend to take a ride on Route 9 to Platinum Mitsubishi. You should go down there, ask for one of the guys, uh, just say, hey, I heard about this uh, this place on uh, the Idala Power Hour, and um, I want to check out the new Mitsubishis, which are gorgeous. But then there's beautiful used cars on the lot as well, like from literally everything from a Hyundai to a Maserati and everything in between. But I have this little book called Life's Little Instruction Book, and I think it's awesome. Uh, it has like one little thing per page. I think it's 100 pages. And one of the things that I saw... Ooh, I've had this book a long time, was to always own a convertible at least once in your life. Always own a convertible at least once in your life. <clears throat> and I took that book, and in 1993, I bought a an Alfa Romeo convertible for $1,800. And I still have that car today. It's my first car, and it is fantastic. It puts a smile on my face all the time. There's a big supply issue with these cars, with all cars, with the uh, truck uh, protest up in Canada, which a judge just ruled had to stop. Um, They're saying that's stopping supplies to getting down to the automakers here in, in America to create new cars. So I'm telling you, if I were you, I would either call 
uh, Platinum at 732-863-2788 or go online at Platinum-Mitsubishi.com. And I would talk about what your options are because I'll be honest with you. You need to give a lot of car dealers now a lot of leadway if you want something exactly what you want. So hypothetically, if you're like, look, Idala said I should have a convertible at some point in my life. There are so many inexpensive convertibles that have been out for a long, long time, like the Mustang, like the Camaro, that they're really, I mean, you could get some of these cars for under $10,000, but it, it, it takes a little while. So you should check out Platinum Mitsubishi. You should ask those guys over there to help you out because they're so they're just so friendly and so nice to work with. And I, I must say, I mean, Luca, you've been in Dad's convertible a bunch of times. You like being in the convertibles? Yes, I do. I mean, isn't like the coolest thing? It is. And yes. if we're gonna crank some tunes on the radio, what do you want to listen to? The Rolling Stones. Whoa! Ding 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 ding. And the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Um, so besides this being a little pitch for my friends at Platinum Mitsubishi, believe it or not, the spring will be here before you know it. And as cool as you think that SUV is, it's the, you know, you'll be jealous looking at the guy or woman driving their, their convertible in, in early April down the road. Maybe the heater's on, but the tunes are cranking. Check out PlatinumMitsubishi.com. Go pick yourself out a new car. You deserve it. Make it a Valentine's Day present for your loved one. Um, speaking of loved ones... There's too much crime going on in the city of New York. And, you know, there's this thing called um, that's where they're in, in the criminal world. Um, the New York City Criminal Justice Agency has this policy called Raise the Age. And it was all about uh, kids who committed crimes that were eligible or should be uh, treated as felons. And this RTA, Raise the Age Committee, um, they said, okay, we'll allow you to get these cases to be handled in family court so that a 16-year-old doesn't feel like he, you know, he's going into, or she, he or she, are committing these heinous crimes. And like, you don't want to indoctrinate them and get them familiar and comfortable with the criminal justice system. So instead, they said, okay, we'll p- take these cases and we'll move them into family court, which is a much more, uh, um, less of a let's say, aggressive environment. You're not in there with a whole bunch of guys who have done really heinous crimes who are much older. You're going into a different prison system, et cetera, et cetera. Except it doesn't look like we're getting great results here. So the report that just came out um, yesterday is that nearly half of the 16-year-olds arrested under the Raise the Age law committed new crimes at NYC. You know, it's a great idea. It's a great policy. But these cases, these judges have to be, number one, the best judges that we could get our hands on. But number two, you have to judge these cases on a case-by-case policy. Judge Mike Corriero, who's now a TV star on um, Hot Bench, he started the first youth part in the city of New York. But I remember, I mean, he was so hands-on meeting with not only the defendants themselves, the young people, but their parents and calling them into chambers and evaluating, is this the type of child who is supported by the type of family uh, or by at least city resources where we can make a difference in keeping this kid on the straight and narrow? And this policy of raising the age seems on his face like a good idea. It's, there's a 22-page report that just came out that says 48% of the 16-year-olds arrested since the age law took effect on October 2018 had by January 2020 been rearrested. So 
you know, and and here's one of the things that's really disturbing. Because of these gun laws, or our gun laws, what's happening is these gang members who are smart enough to know that if a younger person gets caught with a gun, they are going to be treated more leniently than an older person. So the gang leaders are having the 16-year-olds carry the guns. So, I mean... Who do you blame for this? I mean, right? You, you want to blame De Blasio because it came under him? You want to blame? You want to blame Eric Adams because he's keeping it in there? The overall idea of the law is a good one because sixteen-year-olds and seventeen-year-olds do stupid things, and I mean, it's medically proven. Your brain's not even totally connected till you're in your early twenties, and you really want to wreck the trajectory of a sixteen-year-old's life. Um, so you're trying. So a sixteen-year-old commits a crime. Because of whatever reason, they don't have good guidance at home, they have peer pressure, et cetera, et cetera. The um, policy behind this is like, let's give them a second chance like right off the bat. But what's happening is these gang leaders are smart enough to know, hey, if we give it to the young guy, whether it's the guns or the drugs, and they get caught with it, they're not going to get in that much trouble. They're not going to get in the same amount of trouble that we're going to get in. And, you know, I guess good for them for figuring it out and being smart but it's it, it it's hurting this policy that is that really has good intentions behind it as of today crime is up in nearly every new york city precinct uh year over year so i think they're just looking at january 2021 to january 2022 um the only precinct with no crime rate jump is the 22nd precinct which is basically central park um, the 110th precinct in Queens has the highest jump up to 142% uh, higher month after month. Now, there may have been like very little crime in Elmhurst, Queens a, a year ago because it's a relatively safe neighborhood. And it doesn't take much to have the crime rate sk- uh, skyrocket when you're in a, like I live in Bay Ridge and there was no homicides in 2020. So like if all of a sudden now there's one in 2021, the crime, you know, it goes up, whatever it is, 100%, I guess. In other legal news, um, Sarah Palin's trial wound up today. Now, why is that kind of important? Well, first of all, it took place in the New York courthouse, and that's, that's live and local news to report at 6.42 on a Friday evening. And basically what that's all about is the New York Times writes an editorial talking about one of Sarah Palin's, uh, I think, PACs, like political action committees, um, insinuating it caused a uh, a violence i think it was homicide and they're tying together a Sarah Palin event with with aggressiveness and 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 basically death in the streets and um the editor testified and he said that it's my mistake there's no malice there's no evil intent there's no uh, there's no uh conspiracy i'm the one who did it single-handedly i then left the times it's my fault i'm falling on the sword and if he does that then it really takes the wind out of the sails of Sarah Palin's argument because her argument is she needs to show she needs to prove that there's actual malice they actually were trying to hurt her. She was also having difficulty proving what her true damages were because it's a two-pronged test. You have to not only show that they did that, but then there's some sort of damage that she sustained. 
And it does not appear that when she testified, she was able to really point to tangible damages. So in other words, if she had a job where she was making $100,000 a year and then they called her in hypothetically and said, well, we read this article in the Times and we're firing you now and you, she lost $100,000 a year, that's, those are tangible damages. Um, why that's important is because newspapers need to be held accountable for what they write and they should be. On the flip side, you know, when you're a public figure, the laws kind of are like almost anything goes unless they can prove real malice, unless they can prove someone went in there to the editorial room and said, you know what, let's let's take out Sarah. Let's take out Sarah and, and you know, put an editorial in that really hurts her. It does not seem like uh, there's any evidence of that in this case. But the jury just went out this evening, Friday. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sure they're going to be back on Monday. And we'll be on verdict watch here on the Sarah Palin versus the New York Times. Most of these cases don't go to trial. Most of these cases settle. But that's not the case here. And um, and we're going to talk about some Broadway shows. We're going to talk about some television specials. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl, the weekend, Valentine's Day, Luca, and everything else. Be right back. You lost your job. Well, these are the breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Stocks fell for the day and week. Concerns about an imminent Russian invasion of Ukraine added onto investors' list of worries, along with rising inflation and interest rate hikes. Energy stocks moved higher as the price of oil rose. The Dow falling 504 points, the Nasdaq down 349, S&P 500 down 86. Annual brand shares rose 11% with its stock leading the S&P 500 after the company behind brands like Rubbermaid, Mr. Coffee and Sharpie Pens reported strong profit in sales numbers. And shares of Goodyear Tire plunged 27%. The tire maker delivered a strong earnings report, but said that inflationary pressures could persist over the next few quarters. And this Valentine's Day, Americans will be forking over more dough for loved ones and are expected to spend around $24 billion, according to the National Retail Federation. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. After 9-11, Saul Martinez couldn't wait to enlist. In Iraq, his vehicle was hit by a projectile improvised explosive device. Saul survived, but he lost both legs, suffered a traumatic brain injury, and lost two close friends. Saul now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Saul. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. All right. It's a career that has spanned a legendary period of time here in New York City, and he's calling it quit. Why are we saying goodbye to the FDNY commissioner? Join Christine Nicholas and Kevin McCullough as we bid a fond farewell, someone who served his city well. That's tonight at 7. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Are you Mr. Dunlop? Yeah. Well, either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of disaster indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. 
Well, you got trouble, my friend. Right here, I say trouble right here in River City. Why, sure, I'm a billiard player. Certainly mighty proud to say I'm always mighty proud to say it. I consider that the hours I spend with a cue in my hand are golden. Help me cultivate horse sense and a cool head and a keen eye. Jimmer, take and try to give an ironclad leave to yourself from a three-rail billiard shot. But just as I say it takes judgment, brains, and maturity to score in a bop line game, I say that any boo can take and shove a ball in a pocket. And I call that sloth the first big step on the road to the depths of degradation. I say first... Medicinal wine from a teaspoon, then beer from a bottle. And the next thing you know, your son is playing for money in a pinchback suit. And listening to some big out-of-town Jasper, hearing him tell about horse race gambling. The date was March 28, 1985. Right on the horse. Arthur Lewis Frank was on the stage of the Poly Prep Auditorium singing this song. Two, three, four. T that rides with P and that stands for pool. Well, the Music Man opened on Broadway, and initially I saw, and it's starring you, Jackman. Originally I saw the New York Post thing said, at ah, Music Man's no good. Then I, a little later in the day, I saw the Daily News thing, and it said, ah, the Music Man's no good. And then I just saw the New York Post, and it said, despite you, Jackman's performance, it falls flat. Well, for me, it doesn't fall flat. For me, it was the Super Bowl of my high school thespian career, which spanned the great musicals such as West Side Story, where I was fortunate enough to play Baby John, and Guys and Dolls, where I sat, sit, where I sang Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat, playing the role of Nicely Nicely Johnson. And then in Oklahoma, I was Will Parker because I got to Kansas City on a Friday, and by Saturday I learned a thing or two. And then the school, uh, the powers that be, either use good judgment or bad judgment, although I did get a standing ovation and decided that my senior year, they were going to do the show The Music Man. And Arthur Idala was going to play the role of Harold Hill. And obviously, besides Trouble singing 79, 76 trombones, I added three, 76 trombones, and uh, it was a lot, a lot of fun. And that song, Trouble, so you did it. You did the show two nights, Friday night and Saturday night. Friday night, I nailed it. I didn't mess up one word. I hit the notes the right way. Saturday night, I remember when I got off the stage, my the the musical conductor was my music teacher at school from seventh grade to twelfth grade, Mister Tom Jones, a wonderful man who I learned so much from. Um, <laughs> when I got off, he goes, "Well, trouble was exactly that tonight. It was a little bit of trouble because I, but I don't know if the the audience knew so much. I was just mixing words up here and there, but." Um, I do encourage everyone to go see The Music Man. We need Broadway to come back. And, you know, the New York Times reviews, I don't really put a lot of credence in them. They said that the movie Perfect Storm, which I had just read the book with George Clooney, was horrible. It was terrible. I took my buddy Mario. We went to go see it because he read the book as well. And in the middle of this awesome movie, I looked, the New York Times stinks with their reviews. Uh, and I also know that they're offering some discounted tickets to students um, for the music, man, I think they're only 20 bucks each. So go to Broadway. Go tonight. Go tomorrow. Go to a matinee. Go to Sunday. Um, just make it happen. Just go. Go, go, go. Come back into the city. If you have to wear a mask, wear the mask. If you have to be vaccinated, be vaccinated. Speaking of tickets, I want you to think in your mind, how much does it cost to get into the Super Bowl? What's the average price? How about just shy of 5000 Dollars. They call that the what do they call that? The get in price? The get in price. The get in price. Five thousand dollars. 
The average ticket price, 8772 Well, Luca, I would much rather hang out with you and your friend um, Sam and, and all your other buddies and like buy a car at Platinum Motors for $8,772. What do you think? Should we go to the Super Bowl or should we buy a new car? What do you think? Buy a new car. All right. What kind of car do you want to get? I'm not entirely sure. Throw out one name of one of your favorite cars. Fuck car brands. Alfa Romeo. There we go. Alfa Romeo. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Now, before since we're talking about the Super Bowl, the Rams versus the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, um, if, you, if you have a pen around, you might want to jot this down because even though the Super Bowl doesn't start till 6.30-something, a lot of times people start partying a lot earlier. So what should you have on a Sunday brunch? What would Padre Lou suggest that you have on a Sunday brunch? A Bloody Mary, right? Now, Padre's got his own twist on the Bloody Mary. First of all, he doesn't just use a, you know, regular old tomato juice. He's talking about using either V8 juice or you could do a 50-50 mix with clamato juice and tomato juice. Um, or you could just go straight up clamato juice. Uh, I'm a fan of the V8. They have a V8 spice. Now, I don't use any vodka, and I don't know if this matters in a blind taste test, but I usually use a citron-flavored vodka, or they have a papar. I know uh, Absolute has papar-flavored vodka, which is pepper. Um, you could experiment with a with a couple of the different uh tomato juices to see which one you like you obviously need the Worcestershire sauce you need the lemon juice a little bit of uh, uh, salt although the, a lot of these are very salty um, a few drops of the bitters and then you can either use Tabasco sauce or Frank sauce or whatever and I put in a dollop of horseradish um, I'm a big stirrer I don't really shake it too much but I do make a whole meal in the pint glass I will put in a couple of celery stalks, some sliced up, longly sliced up cucumber, definitely some olives. Uh, and then if you want to go nuts, you know, hang a, uh, uh, some boiled shrimp and you can hang that off the side as well. I've been in places where they put a whole uh, piece of very crispy bacon in there. So, um, you know, experiment, you know, be, be experiments. Maybe you could invent something new. Maybe you could become like Antonio Meucci, who while he was trying to uh, make a Bloody Mary, he actually invented the telephone. That's not true. But uh, have fun with it. I mean, I've been to restaurants where they have Bloody Mary bars. It's almost like an ice cream sundae bar, and you can make it yourself. So when you're thinking about the Super Bowl, if you're starting early, make yourself a nice Bloody Mary and uh, kick back. It's very filling. It's almost like a lunchtime situation. Um, congratulations to Sean White, the Olympian who had a storied career on the slopes. He ended his career, um, much like Tom Brady, close, but no cigar. Uh, Tom Brady led that incredible comeback in his last game before he retired and Sean White came in fourth, but when you come in fourth, you don't get a medal. Uh, however, he broke down crying and he was hugging and, and there was a whole, well deserved. I mean, I think that was this his third of third Olympics or fourth. This was his fourth Olympics. That's a it's a legitimate uh, career in the Olympics. The um, 
there's a movie that came out, I think, today. When's, when's Worst to First coming out? Today? It came out today. It yeah. came out today. And, Matt, why don't you tell us what Worst to First is? <laughs> it's a, a documentary from uh, Scott Shannon about the story about legendary radio station Z100, how they went from last place in the New York ratings book to first place. So is that what they're going to do eventually with AM 970? Like, well, you know, when you know, P- Piscopo came in and he, he took Maybe them? with your show. And speaking of well, Joe Piscopo, no. he does have a featured cameo in that documentary. Ah, the, the great Joe Piscopo. I want to thank Joe because... Because he's helped me so much along the way in this little radio uh, journey that we're on. And in mo- even more local Brooklyn sports, I am a Brooklyn Nets fan. You know, um, even though the Nets existed, they, you know, they were always a New Jersey team. Well, I shouldn't say always, but in, in recent decades, a New Jersey team. And when yesterday Anthony, was, we, Anthony Weiner was talking about being a Long Islanders hockey fan. Um, and it's because, well, they just started... When he was, you know, he saw the inception of the team. Well, I kind of feel the same way about the Brooklyn Nets. And the Brooklyn Nets are the first team to a professional team to come to Brooklyn since the Dodgers left in baseball. And being a diehard Brooklynite, I felt obligated to support them, even though I've been a diehard Knicks fan my whole life. And I'm often, um, let's see, conflicted. Luca, what do you go with? You go with the Knicks or the Nets? Nets. Oh, there we go. Brooklyn boy. Um, and, but they, cha- they they traded James Hardaway, uh, James Harden, who was a a big piece of the trifecta of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and James Harden. But it seemed like uh, he didn't want to be here anymore. We got three people from uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. The Nets, I think, are could be breaking a record. They've lost ten games in a row, um, and they have a pretty tough schedule coming down the road. So we need a little bit of Brooklyn love in the house for. Um, for the Nets, because the better the Brooklyn Nets do, the more people come to the Barclays Center, the more people come to the Barclays Center, the more people go to all the restaurants and stores around the Barclays Center and Fort Greene, the more people go around there, the more money they spend, even though the cover of the New York Post says Biden's inflation has average households paying $276 per month more compared to one year ago for, I don't know, for everything. I mean, I, $276 is a lot of money. Um, but when people are going to the Super Bowl and paying almost ten thousand dollars is the average ticket price. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know who's doing what with their money, but I know I'm not going to the Super Bowl. I know that I will be home with my beautiful wife Marianne and my son Arthur and my daughter Ariana, and I'll hang out and have dinner with Luca tonight. And I want to miss Jones' mom a happy birthday. What's your mother's name again? Rosalind. Rosalind. And Sean White was in five of us. Anthony said, Anthony Weiner said he wants to come on on Fridays because he said he's listening to every one of our shows and just do a correction segment. I said Jason Jambi instead of Jeremy Jambi. I said Niels Lofgren instead of Niles Lofgren. Maybe it's the other way around. Um, But happy birthday to your mom, Joan. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Make yourself a Bloody Mary. Watch the Super Bowl, but make sure you get to work on Monday. Have a great one, folks. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.